You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Live from the Reisman Recording Room, it is day six of Detroit Lions training camp, and we are here to break down what happened on a rainy Saturday. I think it's Saturday morning. Uh, my name is Jeremy Reisman, producer at Pride of Detroit. With me, as always, Eric Schlitt, the general general manager. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, yes. let's call you the general manager now. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> um, we're going to get right into it. Uh, as always, let's start with a little bit of a, an injury update here. A uh, couple new guys out today. Uh, Halpulivati Vaitai uh, back out after returning for a day. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, he yeah. got injured uh, before the break, missed the practice before the break, returned yesterday. Yep. Uh, remember, early in practice, he had like it looked like he kind of tweaked something or maybe fell weird or something. And they pulled him and then put him back in. He finished practice and then he's not. Uh, dressed today, so yeah, not <laughs> a little inauspicious. Uh, the initial injury was just a blow to the back, according to Dan Campbell. Not yeah. not like a structural strain or anything like that. Um, but seeing him come in and then come back out, not not, not great, ideal. not yeah. ideal. But Dan Campbell had a lot of positive say to say about Graham Glasgow today, um, and he continues to play pretty well there in the starting right guard position. Uh, the other one, a uh, big one, is um, Panay Sewell was not at practice today. He was, sorry, at practice but not practicing today. No update on that yet. We don't really know what it's about. I don't have a lot of concern about it. it seemed like he was in good spirits, all that sort of stuff, but you never really know. Yeah, th- whenever they make a player available to the media, it's usually right. because the player's healthy. Yep. If the player's injured, they usually keep them away. And he met with the media after yesterday's practice. So um, nothing overly concerning, uh, but definitely worth you know, you know putting, a, putting a little pin in and yep. checking in tomorrow. And it was Matt Nelson who filled in for him at right tackle with the first team. Uh, the, the positive news here is that C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a little bit to my surprise, back at practice. Now, yeah. didn't go through any team drills, but he was moving. Um, did individual. Yep. Did individual, and, mm-hmm. and he seems pretty good. We talked with him after practice, too. He wouldn't wouldn't talk about the injury, but he, <laughs> he seemed in very good spirits. Like, didn't seem like, essentially, like, it's official. Like, we we avoided a disaster here. Yeah, it's still watching him fall right in front of us <laughs> to, to him being back on the field like less than a week later is quite surprising. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, other news, um, a couple of players left early. Um, we saw um, James, James, Houston. G- James Houston left practice and then came back. We didn't see him participate after coming back onto the field. And then uh, Jalen Reeves-Mabin looks like he he was limping during a drill and did not return to the lineup that we saw, but stayed on the field. So yeah, he he was checked by trainers during an eleven on eleven, which was the majority of the day. Yep, uh, lots of eleven on eleven, little bit of special teams work in between, um, but there was a lot of uh, padded, you know, uh, action for the fans. Yeah, I would I would say it was. Maybe the the fastest paced practice we've seen yet. There, like yeah. they would do a special teams drill, then go back to elevens and special teams, and back to elevens. Like a lot of love and a lot of work, not a lot of time in between, which is 
kind of new. Like even going mm-hmm. back the first two years, I don't remember seeing a lot of fast-paced practices like that. But let's not in not until the end of training camp. Right. right? The end of training camp was. Um, really intense last year. Yeah. Uh, but it's that's not usually something you see in the first wave for sure. Well, I, I think one of the storylines for today is just how drastic of a difference there was between how practice started with one-on-ones <laughs> and how it went the rest of the way. Because we, yeah. we, we were right in front of the offensive defensive line drills, the one-on-ones there. Yeah. And it was all offense. Yeah. Hutchinson won the first rep. Kaminsky won the second. And that was <laughs> that was pretty much it. I think the final, like, amongst the final, like, two or five what reps, I saw uh, Broderick Martin and uh, Aleem and then um, Pascal win. But we're talking about, like, five defensive wins versus, like, 35 right. offensive wins. It was it was just startling how dominating the offensive offense, offensive line was uh, to start the day. And, and even looking at some of those late wins, like – Aleem beat Aushika. Broderick Martin beat uh, Stenberg. Stenberg. Yeah. So, you know, the, the first-team offensive line just had oh, a the, dominant day yeah. on the one-on-ones. I, Decker has not lost a rep Ugh, that I've Decker's, seen. Yeah. Like, it's it's he's been very steady. Um, but then we get to the 11-on-11s, and oh, it's yeah. all defense. And defensive line, too, just yeah. came out. Of, like it, It's almost like they got their butt kicks during those one-on-ones and came out in 11-on-11 saying, that, that's not what today is going to be about. Yeah, it was weird because, like, after the one-on-ones, like, there was a minor, like, skirmish. Like, I don't yeah. even remember what – like, no one no one in the media knew how it started. Um, it wasn't anything like it was one person. It was just kind of a, like a big group of players kind of, like, trying to separate each other a little bit and yelling and barking. And then um, they get them separated. They get them lined up. And then Broderick Martin uh, makes a, a, a quick move on uh, Frank Ragnow. And absolutely smashes the running back in the backfield for yeah, the first Montgomery. play. And I mean, audible. That's the tone. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was whoa. Because then Hutchinson's back on the next play. Uh, you know, shedding the tight end and getting a, a stop at the line. Um, uh, Derek Barnes blitzed and got a sack. They uh, they did a quarterback rollout. Jack Campbell got a sack. Like yeah. uh, Pascal got another tackle for a loss. Like it was just like boom, 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 boom. First team defense was just making incredible noise. Um, and, yeah, and, and that absolutely set the tone for uh, how the day was going to play out. Yeah, it really carried the the rest of the way. There, there, I'm trying to think of big offensive plays, and there just wasn't that many. I wouldn't say it was Jared Goff's strongest day. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a deep shot open to. Um, Josh Reynolds, I think, early yep. in practice and over or undershot him. Um, it looked like the ball slipped out of his hands. Right. Um, they had so like it was a slippery day. It was yeah, it was wet practice, slippery day. They had like ball boys on hand, and they were trying to alternate the balls out. After that, I yeah. noticed that after that slip, they were like. Um, Toweling off the balls like at a, at a higher rate of frequency, and yeah. so I do think that ball slipped on him because uh, he had him. Uh, I thought Josh Reynolds had a really nice step. Yep, and he yeah, the ball was f- at least five yards underthrown. Like Josh had to stop and then like wait for it, and the defenders were able to close on it. Um, <clears throat> might might have gotten a defensive pass interference out of that. Yeah, it was maybe. One of those underthrown balls maybe. that causes the defense. Yeah, to Tracy almost it. picked it. Tracy had like three almost picks today. Yeah, uh, I don't think he actually came down uh, with one by my notes. But he was yeah. almost picked off a couple of yeah, at golf, least three. Golf overthrew Laporta one time, and it went yep. almost right into to mm-hmm. Trace's hands there. But mm-hmm. um, 
I want to, I know we've been talking a lot of Brian Branch, but I want to talk a little bit more about him because he's starting to get some ones. <laughs> yeah. He's starting to get some first team reps, which, uh-huh. uh, I mean, obviously you don't have CJGJ in, in these team reps, but it had mostly been Will Harris. And it was kind of a 50, 50, 50 split today with, with, and, and, him versus Khalif Raymond is starting to become my favorite camp <laughs> battle. Yeah. Um, they they were at each other again, and, and Khalif got some, but Brian Branch was just all over him. And, and yeah. I said it on yesterday's pod, we haven't seen that happen with Khalif Raymond on these one-on-ones. He is so yeah. dang slippery out there that to see Brian Branch, a freaking rookie out there, mm-hmm. really give it to him, it has to be considered pretty promising. Um, and he got a sack today. <laughs> started the day with the second team, <laughs> and yeah, lined up in the slot, over, uh, and then... Um, uh, blitzed, yeah. and they had they had no idea he was coming. They ran a play they, action. They ran a play action, he, yeah. and he was in. He would have got the sack during the play action move. Yeah. Like he was, and he was in there the so thing. fast. Yeah, and no pass breakup, so I'm a little disappointed. Uh, but, uh, the streak uh, ends. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the sack. <laughs> um, no, you know who else we should talk about? Yeah, Gilmore, Stephen Gilmore, sure. another UDFA. Yeah, uh, he got a pick. He got a pass breakup, and uh, he has like really started to find his groove with that second team when he got that opportunity. And so like he has uh he stood out a little bit on special teams. He's been with the the twos for two days now and he's looking a little bit sharper. And like I said, he's making plays. Now credit to Romeo for for putting a little pressure on Sudfield on that play. True. Um but it's still like 36 36 got a cost a fumble. He got a pass interception. He got a pass breakup. And, you know, he gave up a couple passes too. But that's, I mean, that's the nature of the beast of being corner. But, like, when you have, when you cost two turnovers, like. That's a good day. That's a pretty darn good day. It's a good day for a UDFA. Like, these two UDFA corners, they look pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and we actually got some Dan Campbell quotes on Stephen Gilmore. He's asked about it, so he didn't bring him up unprompted. But basically said, like, He's got ball skills. We like his film. We like what he's doing so far. The one thing he needs to do, though, put on a little mass. Got to get yep. a little bigger. Uh, yeah. He's a small guy out there. But, yeah, I'm with you. Like, a guy that's starting, like, to stack days, right? That's that's mm-hmm. what they always talk about, these guys. You can't just flash for one practice. And this isn't just him flashing for one practice. It had been slowly building, I think, really since the open of camp. So, uh, yeah, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other, like, formational or guys that are jumping up and down the – the depth chart. I think it's worth noting that Jack Campbell and and, and Derek Barnes split first team reps again today. Yeah. Um, and man, they were both balling out there today too. A lot of linebacker play today. Really good really linebacker positive. play. Yeah. <laughs> Derek and what, Derek Barnes. What? Right after that Broderick Martin play on the very first one, Derek Barnes got oozing and ahs from the crowd yeah. by laying a yeah. huge hit. He got he had a tackle for loss, and. Back to back eleven on eleven sessions, yeah. right? Like he had one in the first session, had one in the second session. Um, I can't remember the last time we've said this about linebackers. Well, you know and, what I mean? Yeah, and like it's kind of crazy, right? And it goes to what um, God, who was saying it? Alex Anzalone was saying like mm-hmm. this is the deepest linebacker group we've had since we've been here. Mm-hmm. We've got five, six guys that can start, and don't even forget about a guy like Jalen Reeves, maybe. But like even yeah. Malcolm had a Malcolm huge had day a, today. Yeah, he had uh, what was Malcolm's uh, tackle for loss as well? I believe so. Him yeah. and uh, him and Ify got in on a play. Yep. Um, yeah. When when you keep Ify inside. He's a lot better than when you keep him outside <laughs> because when he was outside, he missed a couple of tackles on Jameer Gibbs. On, I don't want. I don't think it was back to back, but it was like 
one play, then another well, play. Well, one then was Jameer Gibbs. I think the other one was 84. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. but yeah, yeah. either way, uh, Zilstra. He, he missed one, and, and he got a little... Yeah, he got a little earful from Ag, and then he missed the second one, and Ag just yanked him. Um, yeah, but he was—I mean, he—he he, when he was inside, he played a little bit better. When you put him in a box, he played a little bit better. Um, he's just not as—he still has some some skills to learn, I guess, is what I'm getting sure. at, right? Like we've been we've been talking about how he's been progressing and how we like him, and we think like he's probably got a, a, a handle on a, on a roster spot. But there's still some developmental uh, needs that he needs to improve. Yeah, um, yeah, and and it's 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 a bummer too because I I think I was making note of how decent he's been and looking mm-hmm. more comfortable in his second year at safety, and then he goes out and misses those those back to back tackles, and and that I mean that just stands out. It stands out to you when you're watching. You got to imagine it stands out to coaches mm-hmm. when they're watching when it happens so close to each other. Uh, it's it's a tough look. Um, I thought Charles Harris had a sack. Uh, I think Romeo had a, had a sack. Like I said, Romeo put some pressure on. Yeah. And he got. I, I thought he played better today. <laughs> we got we got a Benito Jones sack today. <laughs> yeah, Benito was in there in a hurry. Um, but that just goes to show you, like, and and that was Aleem after, had a sack. Well, I, yeah, that Aleem one we thought was a sack, right? And yeah. then like, yeah, Benito's was a a, a no doubter, right? Um, Charles Harris dropped into coverage today mm-hmm. uh, with like. Like way downfield, like yeah. he was carrying guys downfield, and it was, it looked natural. I mean, t- for him. Now, he got paired up against St. Brown <laughs> on one play, <laughs> and St. Brown just shim, you know, a little, little ten yard uh, in over the middle. Yeah, and he caught it and then stopped, and Harris couldn't because he's a bigger, he's a much bigger guy. Yeah. It's harder to slow down. A little St. Brown, Brown shimmy, and then all of a sudden, boom, he was back, and the yak was uh, there for the taking. So. Uh, that's a hard ask, you yeah. know what I mean, and and so, but we we're seeing an expansion. Like it's like the whole talk of Charles, you know, playing Sam. I don't think is just like lip service of him. Like he'll play Sam when we're in a, you know, when we shift. It, it you know, it's it's going to be something that's going to be incorporated. Uh, I think moving forward, it's going to be something that we're going to see. We're going to see some defensive end drops in, in different sets and. And I think that versatility just makes their front, you know, all the more hard to read and, and you know, p- potentially all the more they'll be able to be successful out of it. Um, another guy I want to talk about, uh, Jameer Gibbs. I thought he was more involved in the offense than yep. he has been all camp. And it was up and down for him. Like, it wasn't it wasn't all perfect. We, we talked about the time he made iffy miss. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was another time when she tried to make a move, slipped on the grass, and then I think it was – I think it was Cameron Sutton just put a shoulder into his head <laughs> and just knocked him back. Um, and then it's unfortunate because I think we missed out on what could have been a really big play because he blew by Malcolm yeah. on one play with the twos. And uh, Sutfeld so just, he was looking right seem... and didn't see Gibbs left. Yeah. yeah. And Gibbs was gone. Yeah. And when I mean gone, I'm like, he was three steps past Malcolm and there was no over the top safety. He could, if Sudfeld would have just lofted that thing, it would have been like, yeah. it would have been the biggest play of camp. It would potentially, it would already be on Twitter. Yeah. We'd already have national outlets talking about, wow. Yeah. Like it, it was that much. He was and, gone. and unfortunately for Gibbs, like he knew it too. And he, oh, yeah. he was muttering to himself. Obviously can't say some of the things he was saying, but he was, uh, <laughs> he really wanted that football. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, we saw some offensive production. We saw a lot of good defensive line play, yep. and then a lot of good offensive line play in in one on ones. And so, 
Um, you know, having having that right side be a little bit questionable on that offensive line maybe played a factor. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think the yeah. defensive line was just making really good plays today. So I don't want to take away from their day because it was like this guy made the tackle. This guy made it. Like, yeah. This guy. This guy. This guy. And it's just, just it, it wasn't just one player that no. was like you know wreaking havoc. It was a lot of different guys. Just TFLs and sacks all over my notebook. Yeah. Um, I think I guess last thing to go out on here is, is special teams. We had another kicker battle today. Mm. Um, the yardage was from 33, 41, 44, 47, and 50. Uh, we saw Patterson miss the 33-yarder, went wide right. Uh, meanwhile, Parker Romo was perfect. Um, and then I guess uh, if it's worth mentioning, if, if, if you guys are highly – in watch of, of long snapper battle, um, it was Scott Daly with the first team. Yeah, they've and been flipping. They've so been flipping back and forth. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into that just yet, but um, yeah, it's crazy that Patterson only has two misses in camp, and they're both from thirty three. <laughs> um, yet he's hit from fifty. You know what right. I mean? Like it just it's it's very backwards compared to what I think our expectations were from him. But you know. Eh, it's we got a long way to go on this battle still. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, and do we want to finish with the uh, the situational? Because we haven't seen a lot of situational stuff lately. Sure. The the Lions finally did um, a situ- situational drill to end practice. Uh, Fifty one seconds, one timeout, starting on the opponent's fifty uh, forty nine yard line. Have to score a touchdown, and like the rest of practice, that offense didn't go much of anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, Short pass, miss, um, got a deep ball to uh, to Trinity Benson. Yeah, a couple of throwaways, one that almost hit Jeremy and I, and um, <laughs> and really a, a sack by got, Julian O'Quarr. I mean, they didn't necessarily officially call it sack, but it kind of ended the drill. A sack by Julian O'Quarr, and then they had to reset it and give the offense one more chance where they were at their 15 yard line with nine seconds to go, and again they didn't score. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, he had um, he had Josh Reynolds who yeah. made a, a really nice move to uncover and was I don't want to say wide open but open um, threw the ball hit him in the hands and uh, Josh dropped it. Yeah. Now to be fair, Charles Harris probably would have sacked him before he even would have got the yeah. throw off. He almost hit his arm while he was throwing. Right. And so, um, but yeah, they they got to keep their distance from those quarterbacks to make sure they're healthy. So. Um, yeah, it may, it, it, either way, it ended on a, on a positive defensive note, and uh, and a, a unfortunate kind of you know flat note for the for the offense. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we'll close things out there. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, all fans, I think, welcome or the ones yeah. that that have tickets. Correct. You do have to have a ticket, so don't Correct. try to just show up on the in the gates. Uh, you do need a ticket, but uh, yeah, we're going to be back here Sunday morning. Another practice, another podcast, and until then, if you like what you're listening. Go ahead and leave us a review somewhere. If not, that's, you know, that's fine. But you don't need to tell anybody about it. Either way, we'll be back. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking. From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.